Welcome to Married to the Job, a podcast for partners of emergency services workers and those considering the lifestyle change. This podcast includes stories, opinions, honest chats about what it's like when your partner works in emergency services and the impact of ultimately being married to the job. I'm your host Erin. My husband Matt has been a firefighter since 2016. We've grown our family alongside his career and wow has it been a roller coaster. Let's dive in. Hello everyone. I am hoping that you are having a wonderful, wonderful day. I cannot believe we are at the tail end of 2023. It has been such a hectic year. I'm sure if you have been following along to my other podcasts, you will know what's been going on in my life. But I am going to take a break from the podcast. This is going to be the last episode for the year and I've lined up some interviews and um, yeah once I'm settled into 2024 the aim will be to bring it back with some epic interviews but I just wanted to finish this series off with a I suppose some me sharing some lessons about what I've learned from doing this roster of four days full-time parenting on my own to four days Matt being home and juggling a business and four children alongside all of those other things that we have to do Um, because I have noticed within myself that the last couple of uh, I think they call them shifts or tours have been a lot easier mentally um, but understandably because I know that there's not many (laughs) left to go but I think that you know it's taken me three four months to finally get into the swing of it and just accept that that's what was happening but also it's taken me some time to find some tools Um, within my deep toolkit of you know years of personal development Um, for a while there I was just drowning in motherhood and in the recent couple of months I've really dug deep for those tools but admittedly you know I shared a solo episode not too long ago where I kind of hit my rock bottom with it all Um, and so that's when I really started to dig deeper, find the tools and start utilising them again. Um, So I suppose the first tool that I've really started to use is planning and asking for help and that's shown in a few different ways. I think admittedly being vulnerable has helped um, people in my life understand that I am not coping and you know that's then opened some people up to offering more help and that has been amazing Um, but also reaching out to people who might be able to help and just kind of utilizing that support um, even when I haven't wanted to so as an example this week I had a awards night that I had to go to 
yay, the hub got a grant, which was amazing. Um, and I had to go and accept the award and Matt was working and I'd just been away. So my parents had been here babysitting, um, which was amazing. And I, yeah, needed help. I needed, I had to go to these awards to get the award. You have to be there to accept the award or a representative and no other people were available. So it was me. Um, and a friend came and helped and, you know, she, I felt so guilty. She came and left her children at home to obviously with, um, her partner, her husband was home looking after them, but you know, that was a night for her out of the house. And, you know, her kids didn't quite understand why she was putting my kids to bed and not them. And, um, yeah, so she came and helped me out and yeah, I suppose just the guilt and the anxiety. I've, I don't know about you, but I feel anxious whenever anyone comes to babysit, no matter who it is. This particular friend has known, you know, we're very good friends where we hang out all the time. So I was totally, and she was a, um, she's a childcare worker. Like I have all the faith in the world in her, um, but yeah, just that guilt and I suppose the stress or anxiety or worry about how my children are going to be with her, especially considering I'd been away. So, you know, it was like they saw me on the Monday and then off I went again. Um, but I feel like that's just part of life sometimes when it rains, it pours. And yeah, so surrendering to um, just doing what you have to do to get through like admittedly I could have not gone to the awards but I had to put the business first in that situation and you know there are times when you have to put other things first that aren't generally a big priority or you know obviously your family should always come first but I hope this is making sense anyway so I also asked another friend to come and support me because I was feeling a bit sad that Matt couldn't be there to support me and to yeah just be there as my partner and I suppose a little bit of resentment as well because he has a thing coming up and you know I'm going to that and then this was a big deal and he couldn't be there um so yeah asking for help kind of thinking outside the square of help like I'd normally go to my parents or my mother-in-law for that help and yeah it was just different asking a friend and I was glad afterwards you know it all went well and she had fun and whatever but I was proud of myself for doing what needed to be done for me um, another thing that I've been doing when Matt's not been here is I've been setting an alarm and getting up t a tiny bit earlier than the kids just so I can get some clarity before the day begins. And it's been tough on nights when the kids have been unsettled or the baby's, you know, been crying through the night or woken or whatever. Um, obviously, you know, it's tough when you're on your own particularly at night but like making that priority to just get up and do 
some time, like take some time just for myself. So I'll either get up and get ready so then I'm not rushing when I when all the kids are up. You just never know what the morning's going to be like. Some mornings we have tons of time left, others we're just scrambling and I'm yelling and screaming. So I've just found that's been helpful to just get a clear mind. In a perfect world, I'd love to be doing a meditation in the morning, but I just can't do it all the time. There was one morning where I had my pods in, I started my meditation and the oldest had got up early and come in and so then she came and sat down with me and then the other ones came in and it was like, this is kind of defeating the purpose of what I'm trying to do, but you know, it's better than nothing surely. But it definitely just has set a better tone for the day. Also getting organised. So just thinking ahead for meals, I kind of, if you've been listening, we've been resorting to eggs on toast most of the time. But I actually enjoy cooking. And so when I wasn't cooking, I wasn't enjoying it. Obviously, some days it's just easier to have what it was quick, but... I actually enjoy cooking and I enjoy eating the food but on the flip of that it's so frustrating when you cook a meal and then the kids don't eat it and I just hate having that when I'm on my own. At least if I cook a meal and Matt's here I know he'll eat it. Um, so yeah being organized, thinking ahead and just trying to make things easier for myself like rather than putting pressure on myself to be a good mom and be a good boss and all this stuff just accepting that I just really need to get through this time and unfortunately everyone else is gonna have to just step it up a little bit um and obviously you know when when it's roles are reversed same deal like I accept that other people have challenges in their life. So, you know, if we just help each other out, then it makes all the difference. So an example of that is we had Italian day at school and I just left their costumes to the last minute and a friend offered to buy another costume for my daughter. And I was like, I don't think she'll wear it, but yes, please just grab it because just in case there's a backup. And she didn't end up wearing it, but... You know, it was just one less thing to think about. She, my daughter had in her head that she was wearing something else and she had it all sorted. So that was great. Um, But yeah, like rather than feeling bad that a friend's doing it for me, you know, at the same time, understanding that they, your friends, like to give back and help as well. And I suppose that is the moral of, where I'm getting to with a lot of this stuff is the helping side of things is you know if people love and care about you and want to support you and be part of your life then they also want to be part of your children's lives and so the the babysitting thing rather than looking at it as you know I feel bad because I've got to do this and then I need a babysitter Particularly when it's grandparents and aunties and uncles and close friends, I believe that it's nice for them to babysit. It's nice for them to have these relationships away from you being there with 
your children. And so um, a lot of my family, like our um, siblings, are in the same boat. Like our kids are all pretty young. So it's not really doable for all of us. But in terms of um, grandparents, I think for them to be able to spend this quality time with your kids, it shouldn't be looked at as a burden to them. It should be something that they both want to do. They want, they're creating these beautiful memories and this special bond away from you. And I think personally that that's important. And so I think just flipping your perspective on babysitting and, you know, even that example of my friend and having my kids, like that was a great opportunity for her to get to create some funny memories just with my kids and hang out with just them rather than it just being the mums hanging out and the kids hanging out, if that all makes sense. So anyway, I think in a lot of regards, flipping your perspective on things does really help. And I think that on the days when I'm on my own with the kids, um, having like a plan um, rather than just winging it, especially on the weekends, having a plan recently has really helped. Um, And then also feeling part of the community, like that's really important to me. When I feel part of a community, I feel less alone, less isolated. And I mean, that's why this podcast exists, so that us partners of emergency services workers can feel understood and not alone. And I suppose that's a really big value personally for me is feeling part of a community. So I love, you know, going to the shops and bumping into someone I know. And I love that I've got so many friends that can pick up my kids from school or, you know, favours like that, that we obviously return in times when required. And it's not a keeping score thing. It's just a, yeah, of course I want to help. Like, what can I do to help type of thing instead? And so in those days where I am feeling alone or frustrated or, you know, whatever we're feeling in those days the long days and you know it's easy for me to go kind of spiraling in oh you know it's only day one and I've got three more days ahead of me um but rather than that thinking okay what can I do that I wouldn't usually do when he's home because admittedly when Matt is home a lot of the time we're either together or we're fully tag teaming which means he he's either got the kids and I'm working more so um, or going to appointments or stuff like that or I've got the kids and he's off doing something or we're together. I mean, really, there's not really many other options for that scenario. But, um, yeah, I think, like, when he's home, I'm less likely to go and catch up with friends with the kids because... I'm either working or I'm hanging out with Matt. I hope that makes sense. Anyway, so there are a couple of tips. I'm really looking forward to 2024. I've got so many things work-wise laid out. Matt's just thrown a spanner in with some idea that he's had about his shift. So God knows where 2024 will actually like lead us. Um, 
but I still think I need to stick to my plan. Um, my business has really taken a back seat the last six months and in order for me to start achieving more of the things that I want to, obviously it needs to take more of a priority. So we're kind of working out how to juggle both of those things. Um, but yeah, I think the end of the year for a lot of people is wind down. Um, the next few weeks for me are really amped up with planning. I really just want to make sure I'm I'm prepared for 2024 and um, have clear goals, have clear dates lined out and all that stuff. And um, And then to just enjoy December and enjoy having the kids home, having Matt around and just trying to do as much family stuff as we can while we can. So yeah, that's a bit of a wrap up from me. Thank you so much for your support with this series so far. Um, And yes, I can't wait to bring it all back next year. I'm wishing you and your family a happy and safe Christmas and New Year and enjoy the times. I know for a lot of us emergency services partners, you know, Christmas isn't always rainbows and butterflies. It's highly likely your partner will be working at some point over the festive days. And if that's it, if this year is that year for you, I'm thinking of you Um and please know you're not alone. If you can, I'd really encourage you to maybe work out a way that you can see them if that's possible in your husband or partner's work situation. Um, but just also be open with your communication with your family and friends and maybe if you are finding it you know, stressful or sad or lonely, open up about that too because we're all in our own bubbles we're not all thinking about other people's situations so unless you tell them what's going on and it doesn't have to be in a you know whingy way but I think it's really important to just say like this is how I'm feeling um and hopefully they can be understanding and empathetic about it Um, I know that sometimes the comments people make can be really frustrating. I've had lots of situations where, you know, I've kind of shone light on how I'm feeling and it gets dismissed a bit, but I know what you're going through and it does suck and feel free to send me a message. This Christmas, thankfully for my family, is the first Christmas that Matt is home the whole time, so no shifts at all and I'm so looking forward to it I just I can't even explain how fun that feels for me to have him to know that he's going to be here Christmas Eve he's going to be here when the kids wake up in the morning and he doesn't have anywhere to go Christmas night or Christmas day yeah that's just you know it's taken what seven years but we've finally got a Christmas (laughs) so I'm just hanging on to that Um, and yeah, like I said, I'm sorry if that triggers you and, um, I can definitely empathize because for the last six years, I've not had that at all. So sending you so much love. 
I'm really hoping I don't catch COVID again this Christmas. <laughs> I had COVID Christmas Day without realising and really went downhill Christmas night when Matt had to go off to work. So that was the whole thing. Um, but yeah, sending you all so much love and I'll see you next year. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by me, Erin Burke. Thank you so much for listening. You are welcome to email me at erin at theparentshub.com.au. That is my not-for-profit that I run. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land and I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging.